Welcome back to Sipping the Dry. I'm Sean, and today I have Tim. Tim, what do you do here in the fly shop? I am the social media manager, as long as the receiving manager. And you're a huge help to me on a daily basis. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> we also have Clay Carter. He is our remote worker, and he is currently in Utah. Hi, Clay. That is correct. How are you, Thank sir? you guys for having me. Of course. Of course. Uh, so you moved out to Utah a little less than a year ago, or would say August? Yep, last last August, mid-August, moved out here. Um, had a couple of things I had to take care of before I got the fishing license. Probably got it in September. And that's when I really hit the ground running out here, and it, it's awesome. Yeah, how long did it take for you to get out on the water in, uh, in Utah? Once you got your fishing license, um, of course. I think, yeah, I just had a couple of things to get in order. Like, I had to get my new driver's license to be a resident before I bought a residential fishing license yeah, you, hunting license. you don't want to pay that out of state five year out here you don't want to pay that out so, of state um, I plan on being out here for a while sure. <laughs> well you look good it's good to see you I haven't seen you in a couple weeks yeah I know I haven't talked to you guys in a while but I will be flying back to Ohio so I'll see you guys in person Ooh. so that's huge we're going to hit up the local yeah, skyline Glad, always a pleasure to talk with you guys it's fun can we go to Skyline when you get back? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, it's today. Five, five conies. It's a day. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> um, well, you want to get into it, bud? We're going to start grilling you with questions. and Absolutely. You just Fire let us know. All right. Uh, so you lived here your entire life. You grew up here. Like, yep. Born and, and raised in Dayton, Ohio. So moving to Utah, how, how much of a shock was it? Just changing ponds. Had you ever been there before? I have flown out to California and did a road trip back to Dayton, Ooh. stopping in Utah, not to fish, just to kind of sightsee. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I'd like to say I was familiar with it, but not at all. It's, it's kind of crazy. Cause like sometimes I'll forget, cause it's pretty flat out here in the Valley. So I'll be driving and then like, be like where, like am I in Ohio? Look up and the, nope, there's a five, thousand foot tall mountain standing behind me. <laughs> wait, so wait, it's you mean definitely culture shock. You mean there's no cornfields out there? And a lot of farm fields actually. It's oh, actually so surprisingly it's a little bit like pretty home. agriculture. So you get to, you get a little bit of Ohio out there. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh when you were at home, like you fish you fish the mad quite often, along with obviously the rivers around here for like smallmouth and whatnot. How does the yeah. how does the Mad River compare to uh streams out there besides that the natural reproduction is actually going on out there um how do i say this nicely night and day (laughs) um i mean i mean really there's over over 40 plus blue ribbon trout streams in utah Mm -hmm. and i did a quick google search today of how many there are in ohio Mm -hmm. and no results found wow um so it's a whole new world for me. Yeah. Literally had to relearn fishing. Fishing, yeah. Because you weren't that much, uh, oh, yeah. you weren't that much of a trout fisherman when you left here. You were not really because like the bass fishing is actually top tier in Ohio. I think, in my yep. personal opinion. So like, it's kind of like now I'm in a trout <laughs> population of millions. Like, why do I need to bass fish now? So it's kind of like the switch. Yeah, literally we- everything I knew about fly fishing for bass is now thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah. trout fishing now so it's actually a lot of fun because now like learning new things i love that like learning how to delicately present a dry fly to very spooky fish is 
really fun. I didn't know how addicting it was until I <laughs> dove headfirst. So tell us about your, your first outing out west. Like, was it not really a culture shock, but, like, how quickly did you learn how to fish those waters? And, like, how long did it take you to catch your first fish? Did you catch one on your first outing, or did it take you a couple times? Definitely took a couple times because, like, obviously leaving Ohio, like, I – know a lot of people that fish and if someone's catching something in ohio like i'm asking them like hey what like now where do you where did you go but like what did you use how was the water out here i had no one i had to literally drive up the canyon and figure it out on myself so i think my wife and i just drove up the canyon and saw a bunch of cars at a pull-off so we're like okay we'll we'll start here you're a tourist. Uh, fish till dark, and I noticed quickly that these fish have seen people and they know what a fly looks like. Oh, yeah. And didn't catch anything. And that was actually the first day I went fishing. I saw a huge uh, moose about 10 yards away from me. <laughs> a moose? It scared the crap out of me. Literally, I thought it was a horse on the trail, and it turned and cornered and looked at me dead on. I was like, yeah, that'd probably be. I'm in me, a whole but... new world. Yeah, yeah. And you learn. You probably learn pretty fast. That's a. It's a. It is a new world. It's all. It's crazy because, like, obviously, again, in Ohio, nothing. Really, the only <laughs> people you have to worry about are people. Yeah. And then when, when you go up in the canyon, I've heard multiple people see mountain lions. I am no longer top of the food chain when I'm out fishing. <laughs> True. It, it makes true. you like after a couple of times like you're in the zone like casting for a rising trout. Don't forget to kind of look up and around every once in a while, and then get back to fishing. I can't imagine. Kind of, kind of weird. Keeping the eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, dude. Wow. It's definitely eerie out there in the evening. Oh, I bet. Oh. Uh, how hard was it to find like fishable water that you could like access? I think I'm pretty lucky where I'm at because the canyon that I you'll hear me refer to a lot Absolutely. is just national forest. So it's all public land. You're in Logan. The whole way up the right? canyon, like miles. Like so. I think it's probably close to 30 miles of river that is just public for me. Holy crap. And that's Which I'm <laughs> super thankful for because – I know the big topic at IFTD was while I was down there was like problems accessing rivers in Utah. And I couldn't really relate because like I have really one river 10 minutes away that I can jump in and literally walk it for miles. Did You said that you had 50 blue ribbon trout streams out there. Are you fishing one of those blue ribbon trout streams? Uh, what river are I, you mostly yeah. targeting? I'm I'm fishing the Logan River, which is a Blue River trout stream. It's actually native to the Bonneville cutthroat trout, which is true. Like the, one of the oldest trouts native to the Americas since like going back millions of years ago. When this when actually my apartment now would be underwater because of the the lake. Yeah. That was when the freaking dinosaurs were around. That's how long this trout species has been alive here. So that's so cool that's that amazing. I get to fish it. Yeah, that is that is wild. That was like kind of leads me to my next question. Like we obviously in the Matter River and whatnot, we have the we have the brown trout, of course. Yeah. What uh, what other trout species? I know there's browns out there. What other trout species are you uh, you targeting out there? What's your favorite as, as well? In in this specific river, browns and cutthroats. Um, 
you can get Yellowstone cutthroats pretty close to my home here. You can get, um, like, there's actually four different species of cutthroats. And they have, like, a cool cutthroat slam, like, competition. Like, you pay $20 to the Department of Natural Resources. And if you catch all four species of uh, cutthroat trout, you get, like, a pin. Wow. Kind of oh, like our fish awesome. Ohio. Like, um, a, like a grand slam for turkey, but grand slam for uh, yeah. for trout. Exactly. And it's seasonal. Like, you catch them all within a season and you get a special reward. Sure. Um, we got tiger trout, too, that are stocked up in the Uintas, like the just mountain lakes, which are super cool. Those are pretty. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're sick. And then I allegedly hear there's brook trout, so that's my adventure this summer is trying to catch one of those. There you go. You're still getting off of uh, the runoff from the snowmelt, aren't you? Yeah, yep. There's actually – I'm looking at snow-capped mountains across from me, too. So uh, probably here in a week or right two, out your, uh, it'll, your be, window. it'll be uh, pretty fishable. But right now, I'm not really wasting my time. True. I feel it. It's pretty cold out there. What's the weather like? Nights can get pretty cold. I mean, close to freezing. But today – yesterday, it was 80 degrees. Today, it's mid-50s. Um, but wow. the nights keep that snow – frozen on that mountain for a while so i i'd say here in a couple of weeks we'll be snow free so like let's say you're uh you're gearing up you're the time's come you're about to go fishing you're gearing up you got yeah. your rods together you're getting your flies together getting all your gear packed up uh what's your style of fishing that you're going after are you uh you going for dry flies you're like tonight i'm fishing dry flies are you a streamer guy uh what kind of water are you looking for when you're when you're driving down and looking at the river or you're walking down the trail like what water are you looking for and what kind of fishing are you doing? Good question because I'm very much, I, I'd like to say I'm a traditionalist. So like I go out with one thing in mind and that's pretty much dry flies. So if I see rising fish, I'm not going to mess around with anything else. Sure. Um, like a true gentleman. It's just, <laughs> I may tie a dropper on if I see they're like, um, a bunch of refusals I might be like okay they're probably wanting something just a little bit under the surface and this spring before the runoff that's what I had the most success doing a couple dry fly eats but mostly uh, a merger about a foot dropper off of that um, as far as where I'm targeting them um, it's crazy because like I'm, I've seen it in shows I've never actually seen it in real life is where like you can actually see oh this fish is actively feeding on the surface wow and then go a little farther up the stream you can see oh this fish is actively seeking nymphs on the bottom so you can really pick and choose what you want to do so like i pass those fish i'm like oh that guy isn't even looking at the surface i'm gonna keep going which again i'm fortunate enough to do that you have that option but, yeah. that's awesome so the water but that also makes targeting these dry fly fish a lot easier because i kind of before like when i'm looking at the winding stream ahead of me i kind of can see the ripples and the, the the rock formations in the river where i know yep right up there there's going to be a trout mm-hmm. <laughs> right on the other side of this rock right where the current's breaking it and i know there's going to be a fish there i just gotta get in front of it yep got to present it correctly <laughs> it, yeah because that one thing i've noticed with browns they'll you can probably miss them two or three times and then they'll eat it a fourth time the cutthroat your first cast is the best cast and if you miss them you may as well just keep moving on wow finicky 
Yeah. Very protective. Like, you can probably go back later in the day, but, like, yeah, you get one cast at them, and you, you got to keep moving. Wow. All right. Um, so you moved out here, out there, sorry, out there, <laughs> from the Midwest here in Southwest Ohio. Uh, yeah. What is, what's the culture, like, around here, you know? We have the trot bum, which we talked about a little bit. They're, you know, they're a little <coughs> closed-lipped. They don't like to, uh, they don't like to let it out. What's different out there with the, uh, with the people? I think it's definitely closer to the majority of anglers are fly anglers. Wow. Which I think in the Midwest is not true. Yeah. A lot yeah. of gear. I mean, the, that's definitely gear. the majority. That's not even debatable. Yeah. Here, it's probably pretty close to dead even, if not ticking more to the fly angler so definitely a lot more open people like they like i know myself when i go out if someone's like hey do you catch anything i'm like yeah i caught him on this like here's what you got to do if you want to be successful and whether they take your advice or not that's up to them um i've also heard horror stories (laughs) i've heard people down south of me like get in fights over a spot of river so you I have imagine. You got a definitely, in there. I don't know if you call that more passionate anglers, but um, <laughs> word. literally oh, some guy claimed his spot using bear spray on a human. So good. You, <laughs> wow. That yeah. is aggressive. It is incredible. It's so only fly fishing definitely, at the end of the day. <laughs> we are just fly fishing. We're out having fun. It, so, exactly. The, the river is not yours. It's, it, it's, it's mother nature's. So treat it like it is. Absolutely. Uh, what's the most, uh, would you say, the popular style of fishing out there? Because I know we, we talk about streamer and fishing and dry fly fishing. And there's also the Euronymphing thing that is a big craze as of right now. Uh, what, are, what are you seeing? When you see other people in the water, what are you seeing most of? Definitely dry fly fishing where I'm at is just top tier. The size of the river is perfect for it because I can it's too small for a streamer Euronymphing I don't think is as popular as I, out here yet as I think it could be Okay. especially the size of the stream I think it's perfect for Euronymphing yeah. <laughs> it's just again it's kind of like why why do that when you can throw a dry fly and see a subtle take of a, a brown trout like sure. it's that's what I've seen the most is dry flies. But then you get like to southern Utah where you get bigger rivers, bigger fish. Yeah. People are I see thousands of posts of people checking streamers. Yep. And they're catching hogs. <laughs> and it's sweet. So I, I haven't done that yet just because of the size of my river. Like I don't I don't need to drive three, four hours away when I can catch a dozen brown trout a night on a dry fly True. yeah I, I will I definitely yeah. will get down well, there on a drift yeah. boat and on the Green River which is another fabulous stream for streamers but right now yeah I'm just getting my bearings well Sean and I have never been out west let alone fished out west so uh, when you talk about all this dry fly fishing we do throw dry flies up in the mad yep. time to time uh, yep. are the are the hatches different out there are we are we seeing different bugs out west than we would see in the midwest uh, what are you trying to imitate when you're when you're going to the river? So right now, like with this runoff, a lot of BWO hatches, okay. and I'm sure it. I can't even describe it how just thick the bugs are, and 
and they literally will cloud over the river. True. So it's pretty easy to know, like, oh, these fish are eating this bug. Um, <laughs> sulfurs that work really well. Like when I was here, when I first moved here late summer, kind of going into the fall, there was just sulfurs everywhere, just tiny white flies everywhere. So you're, you said so, tiny. So we're, we're talking like size 16, 18? 16, 18. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know you said earlier in the conversation that you were uh, you're throwing droppers and you're having success on droppers. What was your uh, dropper from your point fly? So this spring I was doing like a parachute sulfur size 16 with my dropper would be like a BWO emerger. Okay. Because that's what was hatching were the blue wing olives. Like a small. And. They, I didn't see much surface action because they were, they were eating them as they were rising up, okay. and I just knew that from word of mouth from people going to local fly shops too. Like if you don't know what's going on, obviously call us; we can help you out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but also another local fly shop, like local fishing forums as well. People are always asking and encouraging others to catch fish so that's what i learned like i i never fished the spring runoff in ohio you don't have a spring runoff <laughs> so it's from a cornfield literally had to go on facebook and i saw apparently blueing olives so i was like okay in that 100 percent correct that is all they are eating that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome that is great um all right do you have any uh tips because obviously we're coming out there yeah. to see you. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you in the fall. We've known each other for numerous years before we ever worked here, and we haven't seen you in at least a year. So Almost. We're... It'll be eight or nine months, which yeah. is, oh feels like yesterday I just left. Um, yeah. Biggest tip is soft presentation, and you don't need to cast a mile. Speaking of casting okay. and gear... Yeah and gear let's talk about like your rods that you're there you're using for those presentations like when i'm going for the mad i I know sean has the same rods i do i'm for my streamer rod i'm using my my ra core six uh 690 and for my dry flies i'm I'm using my uh 590 winston pure so uh, that's that's what i use i always take two rods the the winston pure nine foot five weight is in my eyes the perfect dry fly rod okay what do you have Um, that set up with um, I have a, I have a click reel by Ross, the Ross Colorado LT. It's okay. one of their older models, um, and I have the Rio Elite Technical Trout on there, and yeah. it casts like a dream. That's what I have on this. <laughs> and I'm not just dry flying with that. I'm, at times, I can put on an indicator and do a double nymph rig with that and roll cast, thirty feet. Wow. Like that rod is killer. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah it is yeah, it's, it's unreal yeah, it is. I think also like if you're dry fly fishing like a sage dart would be killer okay Ooh. nice that yeah, rod nice would probably rod. be like a three weight that, that would be a lot of fun yeah what rods would you like to try out there sage that, dart like sage dart would be dart sick um, Helios like the 3F something a little shorter true cause there's a at some points it gets a little um little claustrophobic with trees coming over so that's one thing if i have a tip for anyone um don't just look at the water for fish look up because one bugs will be hatching but you may be wanting to back cast but if there's a tree above you you can't and i've learned that the hard way is get in the river literally look around because 
you'll spend more time on snagging yourself than you are fishing. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do that here, so it's only going to get worse if I come it's out there. If and, when, if and when I come out there. All right, bub. Um, well, hey, I, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything you would like to add? Anything you want to throw in there for us? Before we um, you guys need to come out here. <laughs> it's know. a whole new world. Yeah. Um, and there's not just trout fishing. There's We have tiger musky right around the corner, which is a hybrid between musky and pike. Mm-hmm. Talked about Smallmouth bass. Um, Talked about you have salmon in Idaho, which isn't that far away. And I, that's the other I thing, too, is I'm like out here in Utah, you're around Wyoming, Colorado, yeah, yeah. Montana, Idaho. You're not just stuck in In between Utah. Indiana and Pennsylvania. <laughs> Ex- exactly. So, I, I mean, explore get out there yeah we're definitely gonna have to come and uh we'll, we'll make a video for everyone out there or a couple of videos because you know if we're out there we're just gonna we're gonna be fishing we're gonna be having fun <laughs> and oh a lot gosh. of it for sure yeah uh i know we talked about already we have our river reports on our instagram and we post them on facebook as well uh we are going to start doing river reports with clay so we'll have uh river reports with some streams out west as well as sure. our normal river reports from the gmr great miami the little miami mad river and the still water here so look forward to seeing that and we're going to get on that in the next couple of weeks with clay and uh we'll have some, nice some new uh some new information on our website and our social medias to see what's going on out west that's going to be great i love it awesome all right well if you haven't yet like comment subscribe on mm-hmm. this youtube video or if you're listening on spotify rate, amazon rate or spotify rate it you can do that on our podcast true and i, I need some comments people i want to what do you want to yeah. hear about i got good ideas but <laughs> i'd love to hear from you until next time clay i love you be safe out there thank you clay yeah guys thank you very much it was fun let's do it again of course tim we got work and fishing to do yeah we do we'll see you guys later see you later